Hello and welcome. My name is Father William Maestri, and this is another edition of Gabriel's Trumpet for Sunday, September the 26th. Our reading this morning is uh, a new one. It comes from the letter of St. Paul, but it's not addressed to a church or to a community of believers like the Corinthians or the Galatians, Ephesians, etc. It's a personal letter. And it's addressed to Philemon. Philemon is a friend of St. Paul, a supporter, a fellow companion, and someone who has come over to the Lord. And they, there is a situation that arises in which St. Paul makes an appeal to Philemon about a very uh, interesting uh, dilemma that arises. And Paul writes to Philemon uh, about this particular situation. But it's very, very germane to us today in many situations. You know, today, if there's one word that characterizes uh, the world in which we live, it's the word big. We're surrounded by big, big institutions, big nations. And we even use the word super, superstar. You have to be a superstar. Uh, we have super domes, super stadiums, super events. We have all of these kinds of things in which everything is big and super spectacular. And it's very easy for us to, to get lost, to feel that the individual is simply insignificant. We really don't count. We're, we're powerless. We can't change things. And uh, it's easy then to become apathetic, indifferent. Uh, we feel powerless to affect change, change for the better, change for the good. And uh, Paul is reminding us of the power of one, the power of you, the power of me, to change what can be changed. Too many people make the ideal the enemy of the real the big and the spectacular, the enemy of what is possible. We all have many, many concerns. If you sat down with a piece of paper and a pencil and you wrote down all of your concerns, you probably have a whole sheet of paper. But then if you write down what you can influence, it's probably much smaller. And so too many people concentrate on the ideal instead of the real, their concerns rather than their influence. And that's a big mistake because it leaves us with, we're exhausted before I even began. I'm tired and I haven't even done anything. It's what I can change, what I can influence for the better. 
And St. Paul has a tricky situation because Philemon owns uh, a slave. He does. And the, slave, and the slave is Onesimus. And Onesimus has run away from Philemon and sought refuge with Paul. And now Paul has, under his protection and care, Onesimus, who, by the influence of St. Paul, has come over to Christ. And now the situation arises, do I return him to Philemon and to his condition of slavery? But now he is a brother in Christ, and he has been helpful to Paul in spreading the gospel. Paul is not going to change the institution of slavery at the time. That's part of the culture. That's part of the everyday world of people. And Paul is powerless to change that. He doesn't have power to all of a sudden magically eliminate slavery. But Paul can appeal to Philemon. And uh, he says to him, he says, I, Paul, ambassador of Christ, and now a prisoner for him, he's writing from jail, appeal to you, my child, Philemon, because Philemon has come over to Christ because of the influence of Paul, whom I have begotten during my imprisonment. It is he I am sending to you, Onesimus, and that means I am sending my heart. I had wanted to keep him with me, that he might serve me in your place while I am in prison for the gospel. But I did not want to do anything without your consent, that kindness might not be forced on you, but freely bestowed. In other words, Paul is trying to appeal to the better angels inside of Philemon. And perhaps he was separated from you for a while for this reason, that you might possess him no longer as a slave, but more than a slave, a beloved brother, especially dear to me. And how much more than a brother to you, since now you will know him both as a man and in the Lord. Notice that beautiful change of identity. No longer as a slave, but as a beloved brother, because he too is a member of the body of Christ. And much more than a brother to you, since now you will know him as a man, as a human being, not a slave, and you will know him in the Lord a fellow member of the body of Christ. Paul is not changing slavery. He's not changing that institution, that way of life, that culture. But he is appealing to Philemon to change what he can do. Philemon can see this person, once a slave, now free once as a piece of property, now as a man, a human being made in the image and likeness of God. 
And so it's a wonderful lesson for us today in the midst of all this bigness and superness and all of the spectacular things that go on and a feeling of powerlessness. We have the power to change for the good that which we have influence upon. Without that, we're doomed to frustration, apathy, and just indifference. We withdraw, and we just kind of throw our hands up and move on. Um, I can't change the world. I can't change all of the injustices. I can't get rid of world poverty. I can't right every wrong and heal every wound. I can't do that. But for example, poverty. I can't change world poverty. I can't eliminate it. Neither can you. But what I can do, for example, uh, before we know it, Thanksgiving will be upon us and many churches and many businesses are already asking for appeals to provide food for the hungry in their area. I can do that. I can make a donation. I can help with the church in putting together my parish baskets and deliver them perhaps even to those who are hungry, those who will at least this Thanksgiving have a good Thanksgiving dinner. Otherwise, they may not have had. I can serve in my parish, or in my community uh, organization to help serve on Thanksgiving Day. Those things, you see, I can do. You say, well, that's so small. Yes, but if we do nothing, then there is nothing. Isn't something better than nothing? Of course it is. And so we tend to forget the power of you power of one, one person, one person, within our own home, good place to start. I can't change every family. I can't heal every wound, uh, bring together every broken relationship. I can't do that. But look in my own home, my own family. What can I change? What can I begin to heal and to bring people together? What attitudes can I change? Not just of others, of myself. That I have control over. That I have influence over. So Paul is telling us today something very important. Very important. Bloom where you're planted and do what you can do. Not next week, next month, not this afternoon, tonight, whatever. But is there something that you can do this very day, this morning, this time? And don't delay. Don't put it off. Getting around to it. There is no later and more convenient hour than now. And you have the power. You have the ability, with God's grace, to make that part of the world that the Lord has entrusted to you a better place, a more godlike place, a more God-present place.
That's a tremendous power that the Lord has given to each and every one of us. It's a power that we should not minimize or trivialize, but something that we should use and be grateful to God that God has called us to be able to do that through his grace. So let us today realize the power of one, the power that lives within each and every one of us, the power of God's presence. And let us not delay, but let us today realize the power of one, the power that is within each and every one of us. God bless you.